Wings of Faith. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Trapper, and I invite you to join me as we go through powerful life lessons from Shah Habitachim based on the Shiorim of Rav Usher Zelig Rubenstein, Zechard Salik Levracha. Wings of Faith, Episode 57 Sweet Money versus Bitter Money. Shah Habitachim, Chapter 4 Chovos Alvavos. A person should work only for that which is required for his livelihood and not more. He must believe that by doing his minimum, Hashem will fill in the rest that he is destined to get. Rav Usher. I had much pleasure when I met a former Talmud by a wedding. He is working and is diligent to set aside time to learn each day. Rebbe, he said to me, I will be very honest with you. I was not the schmooze type of guy, and I often didn't think much about the schmoozing that you gave. But there was one that really hit home. You spoke about the story of Rabbi Shem Baruchai and his students from Medrash Rabbah, Bikudei 52.3. Rashbi had one student who went to Chutzlaretz, began to work, and became rich. He came back to visit, and the other students were jealous of his wealth. Rashbi took them all out to the field and said, Bika, Bika, Male Dinri Zahav, Valley, Valley, fill up with gold. It filled with gold, and Rashbi said to them, If you want it, you can take it. But know that if you take it now, you are taking your Olam Haba, and you will lose out on your reward in the world to come. The Talmud continued, You pointed out that, interestingly, the Medrash doesn't say what happened afterwards, but you could only imagine that the students must have been awestruck by the lesson. Rebbe, I have a large family and a good job, and Baruch Hashem, I am supporting my family. I think about your words every day, and I have a pachad based on that schmooze. I want my life to have meaning, and I don't want to eat my reward in this world. I often daven to Hashem that he should please support us, but not give me luxuries to eat up my olam haba. For this, Rebbe, I am grateful to you. When I heard this from a Talmud, I was so proud and moved. I went to the Leviah of Beryl Schwartzman, Zatzal. He lived in America most of his life, was a son-in-law of Ravaran Cutler, and was an expert in Shas Bavli and Yerushalmi before he was even married. He lived a true luxurious life. Let me tell you what type of life that was. He lived in a simple house and knew Kola Tarakula, studying diligently with his Talmudim every day and night. This thought woke me up. Let me share with you about another great man who I shed tears over his absence. He came from a modern Chicago home. He came from an illustrious family, but his parents were modern Orthodox. He went to a co-ed school. He came to Eretz Yisrael at the same time that I did. He went to Mir, and I went to Panovich. He made a life for himself. He knew Kola Torah Kula and had the Zuchus of 7,000 people learning Torah. We mourn the loss of Rav Nassim Svi Finkel, Zechert Tzadik Lebracha. Hashem shakes us up to wake us up. We are certainly more than shaken up. We need to ask what the purpose of life is and strengthen our actions. The famous parable. Chovos Havavos. Sometimes you find people who have money due to an inheritance or other means, and they erroneously think they got lucky and that it is not from Hashem. They attribute their money to circumstances that arose in their favor and think that if not for these circumstances, they would not be rich. This mistake of attributing wealth to sources outside of Hashem can be explained with the following parable. There was once a man who was traveling through a desert and was very thirsty and almost dehydrated. He suddenly came across a pit with salty water. Not wanting to pass it over, he rejoiced and drank his fill. As he continued further, he found a flowing river with clear, sweet water. He was disappointed that he had filled up with the bitter water and was now unable to take in the clean water. Ravasher. This parable expresses how many people grab the first job that comes to them, even if it is demeaning and dirty. This is sad because he would have been supported by Hashem in a clean and easier manner, if he would have just had bitachon and waited for the sweet option. It is not the means that supports you. It is Hashem who provides. This piece of Chavos Havavos is powerful, and I will share some related stories. 
I gave a drasha in the big shul in Kiryat Sefer one Friday night. After quoting this passage, I explained that the Kaddish Baruch Hu tests a person. He never demands that you drink bitter, salty water, and he only wants you to get from him his sweet water. Hashem opens up his hand and generously provides every creature with its needs. Tehillim 154.16 On Rosh Hashanah, Hashem decided how much money you will get, and it will come to you no matter what. Before Rosh Shmuel Arbach told me to start Torah Simcha, I was a Rosh Kol in Ashdod. There was an Avrech there who was a close Talmud of mine. There was a certain controversial figure who was opposed by Rav Shach, Rechaim Kanievsky, and Rosh Shmuel Arbach due to his Hashkafa, which was antithetical to our Torah world. This Avrech's wife was offered a position in the school system affiliated with that individual. He asked me what to do, and I told him that when it comes to Parnassa, I recommend that he ask Rav Chaim Kanievsky. Rav Chaim heard the question and answered that she cannot work in that school no matter what. Yavrich and his wife accepted this sock fully and declined the offer. Some time went by, and her search for a job was leading to a dead end. It was one month before the school year, and he approached me again and said that his wife was now offered a job at a small private school that was also slightly affiliated with that individual, but the individual was not directly involved. Rav Chaim was consulted once again. He replied, it is not prohibited, but from a Parnassa standpoint, she is not obligated to accept this job as Hishtablis. Some of his friends were telling him, it is allowed, you need Parnassa, and she should take it. But he said, my wife and I have bitachon, that this is not right for us. They declined that job as well. One week before school started, she received a frantic call from a local base Yaakov where she had been wishing to get hired. They had an emergency. One of their senior teachers had a daughter on sensitive bed rest that required the teacher to temporarily move to B'nai Brock to care for her daughter and her children until the baby would be born. They begged the Avrech's wife to please join their staff. She accepted the position and was happy with the sweet water that Hashem had now sent her. When we look at what happened here, there are three stages of water. There was salty, neutral, and sweet. First, they were given a test of bitter water, and they said no to it. Then Hashem sent them a test of neutral water, but they still persevered. Finally, they had sweet waters that Hashem brought them. They accepted and enjoyed the benefits of their bitachon. After I told this over in Kiryat Sefer, a number of Avrechim came to me and said, Thank you for sharing this Yisod principle. It came at a most opportune time, as my wife and I are involved in making a Parnassa decision that seems to be one of bitter waters. The Kaddish Baruch Hu sent me an answer to our question through your speech. You never have to drink salty water, Rabosai. You go a little further, and you will get sweet water. Have bitachon, the Rebbe Hashem will take care of you. When I was a Rosh Kol in Ashdod, enjoying the opportunity to learn and talk and learning with the Talmidim, I was at a point where we felt we needed some extra income at home. I came home one night and got a call from a good friend of mine who was an assistant principal in a girls' seminary. We want you to come teach in our seminary for a few nights a week for $35 per hour. I would make more money there in two nights than in my eight hours a day for an entire week in Ashdod. As soon as I heard my friend's offer, I thought to myself, I have spoken to women, but only as a guest lecturer. I would never consider being a teacher who must become personally connected with the students. I am not comfortable with that. My wife and I thought it over, and I replied to the offer, my good friend, thank you for the offer, but I cannot take it. It's bitter water. That same night, I got a call from Mikdash Melech offering me the same money to teach there two times a week, and I'm still part of that yeshiva to this day. I mentioned this before, and it deserves repeating. Madrigas Adam gives a parable to Nuas HaMusser, volume 4, page 202, of a young man beginning to work who was advised that he should choose to train in one of two trades. He could either become a blacksmith, putting shoes on horses, or a watchmaker. He chose to be a blacksmith, and this brought a constant flow of dirt and grime on his hands and face. 
it was difficult for him to get married because of his profession. He had Parnassa, but many people stayed away from him due to his filth. After ten years, his friend asked him, upon one visit, Do you remember when you were at a crossroads and you chose to be a blacksmith? Do you regret not becoming a watchmaker, seeing how much pain being a blacksmith has caused you? The blacksmith replied confidently, I made the right choice and I'll prove it to you. I've been in the business for ten years, and had I been a watchmaker, I would have starved to death. Over the past ten years, people have brought me their horses to fit, and not one person has ever brought me their watch to repair. This young man had chose bitter waters and lived his life since that choice, simply justifying it with faulty logic. We need to hammer this home, even if, Khalila, you are not going to stay in the base Medrash, in base Hashem, learning your entire life. You must know that Hashem runs the world. Let's say you learned only ten years in coal and then got a job. Be prepared for the first thing the Sutton will do is to send you bitter water, a bitter water job to throw you off. He convinces you that for Parnassa, certain previous Torah standards, eh, they need to be compromised. The Sutton doesn't let you see how dangerous the environment is. But this is misinformation. You don't have to compromise one iota of your precious Yiddishkeit to make money. As the Mission and Kedushin 82a instructs us, teach your son a job that is clean and easy. Hashem has money and will get it to you in any way necessary. He doesn't need you to compromise the Torah in order to get money in your pocket. Thank you for joining me in that excerpt from Wings of Faith, a full elucidation of Shara B'Tochen, spiced with powerful lessons and stories that bring B'Tochen to life. Based on Mishurim, a Rav Asher Zeli Rubenstein Zatzal. Learn more and purchase at laveeras.com.